Animating friendship power. Animating friendship. Animating friendship power. Animating friendship. Animating friendship power. Animating friendship. Ah. Audience, I have substituted getting better at singing for adding dance moves that you can't see. <laughs> An audio medium. But I hope you can hear my chair swiveling. <laughs> and Cody, who's swiveling in that chair? It's host of Anime and French Power, Courtney Magleby. Oh, wow. I was just told that information by also host of Anime and French Power, Cody Robson. Do you realize what just happened there? I know. I made a conscious decision. Oh, my God. I know. We're at conscious levels of support. But I did appreciate that you corrected me. <laughs> <laughs> it means you're still downtrodden. Or I'm shitty. <laughs> uh, well, this is episode 94, let's call it. Might be off by one. I mean, We're who's the number in this crazy day and age? <laughs> You know, uh, fake podcast. We went to space, came back a thousand years later, but it's only been 20 years for us. Um, yeah. We misremember the past because there's a Jesus figure who's corrupting our yep. soul. Yep. Uh, don't give away the whole plot. <laughs> <laughs> this is Anime Friendship Hour, the show where we watch anime and we talk about it as friends for an hour. Woohoo! Yay! <laughs> um, Cody. So this anime is really special. Uh, I really yes. want to get into the anime. The anime is important. We'll get to it later. Thank you. That was a test. <laughs> the first part of this show is not I'm doing about so well. anime. I'm doing so well. It's about chickens. Thank you to Chickity China, the chicken chicken. This show is too on the rails. I hate it. <laughs> Alrighty. I don't think. Should we mix it up? Should we? Should we Skype in a different <laughs> bird or? Uh, Let's you know. Let's go Should to the bird out? Skype machine. <laughs> it's it's Taco the talking pterodactyl. <laughs> well, it sounds a little bit like Fan Fanny the Fancore parrot. Sure does. <laughs> Taco the talking pterodactyl. That's this is the time where we talk about ourselves. You want to go first? <laughs> yeah. Um, we can talk and or check in about. Uh, I'm going to give you three different subjects. Cody. Oh my god! This is this is why the pterodactyl yes. is better. We can talk about my workplace. We can talk about <laughs> the city of Santa Cruz, or we can talk about rice. Well, what's the last one? Rice. 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 Let's talk about rice. Guess what I learned about rice? What did you learn about rice? So apparently. A study in Thailand, they're looking at so rice has mm-hmm. digestible starches and indigestible starches. But yes, you can't. It looks like the same thing. You're saying some of it you can't. Well, eat. Yeah, but it, you know, on the rice you have some parts that are all powdery and you know. Okay, it has types of starches in it. Sure, you know, I'm on board. It's not all the same. I'm aware we're in the food pyramid. It belongs. So apparently, they were trying to find a way to make more of the starches not digestible. Whoa. So that's that, the opposite of what I thought would happen. The idea is that that means lower calories. Oh, right. Because you're not absorbing that I energy. I forget that we evolutionarily are backwards, and the better we are at eating our food, the more weight we gain, which yeah. is what we consider to be bad. Yeah. But your body is like, look how good I am yeah. at the thing you're making me do. Okay, so does it work, or is um, it voodoo, or what? So everything, like, I've looked it up, and it's like, 
I haven't seen anything yet that says this is bullshit. Mm-hmm. But also, it seems so. The idea is you cook it and you add a tablespoon of coconut oil to the water. Okay. Then you put it in the fridge, let it wait twelve hours. Ooh. And I guess some chemical process there is supposed to make more of the starches indigestible. <laughs> You're poisoning your own rice. I guess so. <laughs> in, in like a very basic sense, you know? Yeah. It's thing, not bad for you, the but thing it is like, becomes less food. I've had that process <laughs> explained, and there's hasn't been like a super, super in-depth, depth, like sure. Alton Brown, uh, Bill Nye, you know? Yeah. Like explanation, but I also, again, haven't seen anyone say, this is total fucking bullshit. I believe it. Yeah, it's you know what it's the future you want to believe in and there's yeah. enough words that go along with it you're like you know it okay this is close and i'll start repeating this to people yeah exactly. you know that, that threshold comes below scientific evidence yeah. it's, Let, let's do our top three uh, uh rice uh, oh. uh power what, what are those called power charts no uh, uh power rankings of rice oh power, my god oh power my rankings god. of rice let's three so is, are we talking about the type of grain or the type of preparation like it's fried um, rice different from your regular white rice Ooh. You know doing? what? Dealer's choice. I want to be really pedantic and talk about talk about the grain. Okay. Uh, so my my number three is gonna be a wild rice. Oh yeah. Not like a brown, but you know that kind yeah. of beigey, the radishy, the wild rice. It has like a definite outer skin, yes. inner core, and, and it's like. But I think compared to a brown rice, the outer skin is not such a thing that it's bothering. Oh, it doesn't taste that. like garbage like brown rice. Yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's why wild it propels rice. into the top three. It's wild and crazy and free. I love it. <laughs> Number two, mm-hmm. basmati. Basmati, what is that? Um, This is a long grain rice. It's a lot like jasmine, but for mm. me, it's, I get it's less fragrant than jasmine. It just, something about it is more savory to me. Okay. And I, I feel like, it, for me, it cooks easy. Is this a, a Mediterranean rice? Is yeah, this, this a, is a Mediterranean. Gotcha. Maybe Indian? Somewhere, somewhere in there. Area. Middle Eastern. Uh, you know, if this was 18-something, we would call it the Orient. <laughs> but but so, two-thirds of the world, but yes. Uh, yeah, so, you know, not a white Australia. people rice. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, number two. That's number two. The number two was just finished, and number one, <laughs> number one, Calrose. Calrose, what is that? So, Calrose is a short green rice. Ala Nippon. Ah. So, but I make a distinction because Cal Rose, California, <laughs> loves to make rice. California, say- uh, Japanese immigrants who settled in the Los An- current Los Angeles area made their own type of rice to mimic the rice in Japan. Gotcha. And they studied at the University of California at Rose. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what a story. So Calrose, love it. It's that nice short grain with mm-hmm. a little bit of California history. <laughs> That's an excellent list. Give me your races. I mean, I think mine are just the dumb version of those, which is, I would say, sticky short grain rice, which mm-hmm. is probably some, I don't know, I That's can't distinguish. Cal- That's like a te- Calrose. Yeah. Um, and I would probably eat almost any dish with sticky short grain rice, even if it was crazy inappropriate. Number two would probably be Mexican. Are you talking about, would you eat some titties? <laughs> would you eat some titties with this short green rice i mean i don't in public i don't like to mix those things but uh i wouldn't pick a different rice let's say that much <laughs> um, well i mean let's hear your two and one that's number one. Oh, okay i'm going reverse order you're going we're the going, unexciting way we're 
or like an onion. We're, we're working our way back out now okay, on the Cody two. side of the onion. Makes okay, sense. Okay, number two. Number two, Mexican fried rice, which is not a type of rice. You just fry it. But I, can I say, maybe this is because as a white person, I grew up with a certain Mexican restaurants that I went to, and mm-hmm. that's how my vision of what Mexican fried rice looks like. Yeah. I find a lot of times I don't like it when it's too soggy. Yeah. It's got to have a dryness to it. And I like it when it's just... It's got to like Tex-Mex fakeness to it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> honestly, not even too much tomato. Like, where it's right. Just, like, the kind... It's like, it's grease and tomato, not much else. Add yeah. some salt for sure, you know? Yeah, yeah. That sounds... I mean, you're mostly there to jump a bunch of other stuff into it. Yeah, yeah. And then last would probably be uh, uh, your... your Asian exported fried rice, like whatever, Any whatever we get here. Fried that, rice. Yeah, Love it. It, mostly fried is the theme, but from Wisconsin, that's just yeah. a strict upgrade to most of the food we oh, have. Oh yeah, um, yeah, you can't get rid of that DNA. <laughs> uh uh-uh. Oh, I did try. Oh my god. Um, per your suggestion, I added oil to my ramen by virtue of putting uh, slim jims in it. Yeah. Which, if that's not uh, uh, weeb food. I don't know what is because nothing says sad white boy like Slim Jims. If there's and... Tex Mex, <laughs> what we pawn we pawn culinary tradition. Yes, and it kind of worked pretty well yes. because the ramen's not that interesting, and it adds uh, oil and it adds spice, mm-hmm. and it kind of mellowed it out a little bit, and it didn't it didn't feel discongruent, you know, or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense to me. I'm ashamed of it, but it was yummy. Um, if you're ever in San Jose downtown, around near a little, a few blocks down from San Jose State, there's a restaurant called Dachau. Mm-hmm. You can get so much food. You can get pho. You can get spring rolls. Half the restaurant you can get poke at. Oh, nice! Which I never know whether to say poke or pokey when talking about <laughs> it in general. Because I first learned about it from Poke Bowl, and um, I know about it from Pokemon. So. <sighs> And you can you can really pronounce that either way. Um, there is an accent. But anyways, I got little blocks of bl- coagulated blood stuff there. Ah, Loved it. That sounds. It, it's it's one of those like foods that would gross you out as an eight year old, but as an adult, you're like, right. this yeah. is perfect. Give of course, I'll eat out the inside of a bone. Obviously. <laughs> oh, I also got like a weird knuckly part or joint you can just like scrape the fat off Jesus. okay that may be a little much for <laughs> once joints are involved i'm a little like <laughs> i grew up on uh, um food dad anthony bourdain and all i wanted to do is eat weird meats uh see we we, we discovered elton brown like as adults <laughs> it mm. took a little longer oh elton brown yeah but yeah. food dad later anyway okay we checked in we are checked we hungry in? yeah are we hungry for some part three of an anime trilogy, the epic conclusion? Are we hungry for some misguided <laughs> symbolism, maybe? Uh, what's the type of novel where like it's all symbolism? Um, Dan Brown. I was going to say like Lord <laughs> of the Flies. Oh, like an allegory. Allegory. Yeah, yeah. I just thought you, like, you made up a bunch of nouns and made it seem profound. Like yeah, Brown. I mean, it's both, honestly. <laughs> So we watched the third and final of our favorite series, <laughs> the most giving series I think we've ever... This is the closest I think we've come to a series that's so bad it's good. It's... I, I feel like it's been a real roller coaster. It really has. Um. Anyways, Godzilla. Netflix is Godzilla. Part three, something eater of worlds. Planet eater. Planet eater. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. This is following the story of Haruo. He mm-hmm. is a, a young boy who grew up on a... 
You grew up on Earth, and Earth got wrecked by Godzilla and other monsters. We've never given a shit about them before or since. The flashbacks to an earlier, better movie that we're not seeing yeah. for some reason. Um, but they did say they had like Cthulhu and stuff, and like they, yeah, yeah, like all the world's mo- mythological beasts were real, and they've been hiding, and now they're all out, and yeah. they're all Godzillas. Mm-hmm. Uh, except Godzilla, who's the real Godzilla. the Godzilla Godzilla. <laughs> And so, there are other Godzillas who are Godzilla. They're not the other things. They are Godzilla, but they're not Godzilla. Mm-mm, different. No. Um, we did do both of these other episodes. So if yeah. for some reason you listen Go to this one Go back first. for reference. <laughs> so this is the third chapter. This is after... Oh, God. Trying to give some context to this is just like a nightmare. So uh, in the first one, they return home and they fight Godzilla the human way and yeah. largely lose. Yes. Or they killed the wrong one. Whatever. They found some indigenous peoples yeah. who have been living with the Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Part two, movie part two, was the um, Elon Musk race of yes. uh, hyper intelligent beast men. Bella Saluda, one of the two different alien races who came to help out the humans. <laughs> Needlessly introduced in this story, mm-hmm. uh, they they worship technology and want everyone to be part of the singularity, and so they have built Mecha Godzilla originally, yes. and now it's a city because that happens. And yeah. the second movie was them fighting Godzilla the Bella Pseudo way. Mm-hmm. And our main character is left without his girlfriend because she turned into a metal person. Yes. Uh, now, part three, we're this, the other, now we fight Godzilla the third way. The Exif way. The Exif white Jesus way. Yeah. And it's Godzilla three ways. Exif. So that's where we're at now. Yeah. So basically, we catch our our crew at a point where they're all joining the Exif cult. Mm-hmm. And we slowly find out it's not just a cult, Cody. You ready for a twist? It's a death cult. <laughs> this this movie opens on like five minutes of like religious narration and preaching. And this oh is my the god, this flashbacks was the, the fucking junior high, high school. Yeah, you. I never went to a Christian school. I went to Sunday school, but that was like for it, secular kids. It reminded me of it's a thing that happens when you grow up around church stuff so much. And, like, I went to church on Sundays, most Sundays, and, like, five days out of the week I was there. You just get used to these phrases, like, yeah. God came to forgive you for your sins. And you for You don't you, process them. You hear it so much, you don't process what that means. Like, okay, what's yeah. sin? How many sins have I done? But what is really <laughs> a sin? And how is God going to do that? But why are the logistics of that actually happening? Right. Yeah. Why is witness such an overloaded word? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, this is the first of these three movies that Amy, my wife, and her own person actually watched with me. And you can imagine, yeah, you can imagine five minutes into this, this, this basically like Jesus on the hill or whatever. I turned to her. I'm like, you know, Godzilla's. She's like, what the fuck is this? I would like because Amy grew up with Mormonism, which is and she grew up a fan of the real Godzilla, and so this was in every way the worst thing she's ever experienced. (laughs) I I've tried to do some research on Godzilla because honestly. My main interaction with Godzilla has been the uh, um, Pierce Brosnan one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and she said after this, she watched the uh, the one in the '90s with Puff Daddy and. Uh, uh, oh wait, wait, what is Broderick, I'm Matthew one. Broderick? Ma- uh, yeah, Matthew Broderick. You, you thought you, you saw? Uh, I thought I was seeing Pierce Brosnan as James Bond fighting Godzilla. You know, I think we have a clip of that. If we just want to <gasps> oh. refresh your memory. Oh yeah, let me give him the vault. <laughs> 
I don't know why we fit those air darts in there, honestly. No, and I don't know why you um, opened it with the with the Skype phone from earlier. <laughs> <laughs> boop, boop, boop. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. That's pretty good Skype. <laughs> it's been a few years since I used it, but it tracks. All right, let me put in the VHS. <laughs> that was that was our button that made a farting noise. <laughs> I'm aware of our VHS player. <laughs> oh, Godzilla. It's it's me, Pierce Brosnan, doing a Sean Connery accent. (laughs) 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 Well played. Can I offer you a martini? (laughs) James, I'm confused who the love interest is supposed to be for me. I'm just sitting here on the pool table. (laughs) Love? Who'd be interested in that? It's me, Jane Duty Dench. I started with Brosnan, but it was only really featured once uh the Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig got here. Thank you. Q. So to be clear, to be clear, Godzilla fucked everybody, right? This, oh, this one, yeah. Bond yeah, had to yeah, sit this one yeah, out. Yeah, that was um, Godzilla's <laughs> plan was uh, to fuck all the women in the world to disrupt the uh, fucking economy, oh, so that um, <laughs> this movie got more serious than I thought that I was gonna. Oh get. yeah, oh yeah, he's gonna. <laughs> it's always about the economy. It's always something about business and uh, you know deals. Weapons deals and and Godzilla, of course, famously played by uh, Fat Pratt. Yes, and it. Uh, what was he like? Twenty something in that role? I think it's what got him on Parks and Rec. Yeah, timeline. God, fits. I love that. That was his fattest and his prattest. <laughs> he did a- so many joke falls in that. <laughs> I literally didn't know what that phrase meant and thought it had something to do with him. <laughs> it was like five years ago so i had no excuse uh okay so uh, this um there's not a lot of godzilla in this no he does a lot of standing there and getting bit he's by... a, yeah and he starts a sleepy boy oh he's a very sleepy boy he's done so much terrorizing people he's been so good at destroying people's lives i so i was reading Okay, okay. So in this, they introduce the god of the eggs, if that is Ghidorah. Mm-hmm. It's a very different term for Ghidorah than it's had in the past. I had to look this up a little bit. Oh. Um, but what I saw was Ghidorah was voted number one Godzilla villain. Gotcha. Which was interesting to me because I thought Godzilla was technically also a Godzilla <laughs> villain. I think if you're rooting for Godzilla on some level, so this is I just think, the asshole that he gets to fight. Wasn't he the villain in the first one, though, at yeah. the very least? Well, didn't uh, Rocky lose in Rocky 1? But he was still the good guy. <laughs> okay, he he, he don't won think about the that. biggest fight of all. <laughs> Love. <laughs> Seven sequels. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not having to do porn anymore. <laughs> That's true, right? Is that confirmed? I just You're repeating it to people, so it's at least that much true. I'm going to wait for Amy to correct me. Uh, so the our hero is being pursued by the blood Bill Sudo because he chose not to yeah, go metal man. I mean, I guess he did a war. Cr- no, wasn't they don't have laws or anything? They, well, they're saying you would have killed Godzilla, but instead you were like, I have to stay human. I think like 
if you have a society, you have to accept that there are laws and stuff, and you can't put someone in jail for not killing themselves. No, but you can overthrow the government when your society's collapsing, I guess. I don't know. I mean, that's what the Bill of Saludo on their home ship does. Yeah. So they're not they're not waiting for these. Yeah, they're they're having the biggest government shit down. <laughs> so Moth Girl, one of the Moth Girls, hides Haro. I love the Moth Girl storyline in this. It's so good. I love it. It made me really happy. <laughs> Uh, so Moth Girl hides Haruo because he needs to be saved from, you know, Bill Saludo. Yeah, and from the Asif, really. Uh, yeah, the Exif. Exif. Oh, they want him to be like their Jesus hero yeah. guy because he hates Godzilla the most. But and also the sacrifice. Yeah, the sacrifice. They say, like, a hero is made by hatred. And I'm like, explain. <laughs> When has that ever been something a society has, yeah. ex- like... I, I felt it was uh, more generically, like, an anime thing, like, your your emotions are what, what made you the hero, because yeah, otherwise it, you'd sit back and be It felt more like a Greek myth kind of thing, yeah. where you have your Greek hero that is, like, actually a horrible person, yeah. but they're so strong, you're like, wow, look at that fire burnout. <laughs> Well, wasn't that? I mean, I guess I don't. I don't remember the nuances of Greek myths, but I thought like Jason and like Hercules, they're supposed to be kind of like meathead, dumb, dumb, uh, like of, overly uh, confident. The War of Troy, um, uh, Odysseus. Odysseus. No, not Odysseus. The guy who's just really good at fighting. Oh, Achilles. I think it's Achilles. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's all about pride and fall. Yeah, it's all about yeah. pride, but it's all. It's like he's a hero. Because he was so good, and you knew he was going to burn out the whole time. Right. That's how I've had it explained to he me. He had to die. Okay. That's how Achilles being a hero made sense to me. It's like, oh, like a pop star. <laughs> if they anyway. were put together, they wouldn't be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, so the other moth girl is doing some reconnaissance. Oh, yeah. so, so the moth girl has to take care of him. And what I love about the scene is her... She says, like, you know what? Winning means surviving. And you got you survive, so you're winning. Losing is dying. Don't lose. Pretty straightforward. And on that note, let me show you my titties. Because <laughs> that's my cultural role. <laughs> my my job here is to help with my pussy. And her raver body paint, which actually look kind of cool. <laughs> oh, but that's the best thing about them, besides from the head stuff. Yeah. Uh, certainly not the way they're written. No, uh, I won't put that anywhere on the top. They're they're conveniently without full language, you know, so they yeah, can only without... express very simple childlike emotions. And, and they're stuff. conveniently uh, have the body of, if not children, very petite women. Yep. Uh, and conveniently, there's two of them look the same. Nothing distinguishes them. <laughs> Remember in the second one where one was nice and one the other was mean? Resting bitch face, yeah. Nah, not anymore. They're the same now. He, he can't even keep them apart. He can't. I was like, he, he like at one point figured out that one was the other. Yeah. One was, because one in the beginning was able to take off his armor. Yeah. And then in this movie, the, the one that he thought he was couldn't do that. So he figures, oh, who I thought was mean, it was actually Mina. Right. And Mina that is a great name if you live in 1930s Dust Bowl. <laughs> Mina, you got to stick to that name. <laughs> I agree, but I don't know why. <laughs> it just is. I fits. don't know. I okay. just can't say it without thinking about that. Well, then in this case, Mina is spying on White Jesus and realizes he's a telepath. Oh, yeah. And that's bad because he's just been telepathing everyone yeah. this whole time, not telling nobody. Yeah, and he's she's like, NSA. why are you being a shady bitch? And he's like, oh, gotcha. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to sacrifice her on a mountain. Yeah, and then later. we get the coolest scene of this 
which is uh, Haruo finds him and he's like, hey, Haruo, drink some soup. He does. <laughs> and then he looks in the pot and then uh, Mina's head is like right in there. Mm-hmm. And that's when I knew I was like, I so wanted that scene to be real because like yeah. that would be something horrific and grotesque, but it would be a choice. I mean, I'm a horror, That'd be some Game of Thrones shit. That'd be some Game of Thrones shit. Yeah. And as a horror fan, I would love it. Guess what, Cody? It was a dream. Oh. It was a dream. And so there are, there, there's like this dream world that is like, has some We spent half the movie in a fucking dream world. So I have a note. Right at this point, we're exactly 32 minutes into the movie. We cut back to Godzilla being the sleepy boy and his mm-hmm. eye opened slightly. So, so far it was established Godzilla sleepy boy. 31 and a half minutes later, Godzilla's eye, first eye open. sleepy. And we're, then uh, we got at least 10, no, 11 more minutes before we come back. So I'll let you know where we got to there. So get, there is something, they kept seeing Ghidorah a million times before I get to really see what's going yeah. on. He's, it's, it's the wings of death, yeah. but doesn't have wings in this version. It's just it's three just snaky heads. heads. Um, Ghidorah originally, I was trying to look at what Ghidorah has, what role it has played in the past to figure out what they're trying to do with the character this time. Right. Because they're trying to do a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, in the past, it was introduced to like a weapon crit by an Earth Economic Equality Union to- Communism. S- exactly. Uh... To, st- to stop Japan from being e- economically dominant. Okay. So I think it's like a middle finger to China and North Korea, TBH. In Russia, the three heads. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that makes sense, I guess. Um, that has been denied, but it's also like, I don't know, you started the whole series with, as an allegory for nuclear testing, yeah. so and th- what there, do you think? <laughs> there is still a little bit of that in here, too, uh, War Godzilla. Yeah, um, but then it's also because it's owned by like a toy company. Yeah. As they make the movies, like, I don't care what it means, what it meant, <laughs> just throwing Ghidorah, people love that yellow dragon guy. Yeah, and we get a, even the moth makes a brief appearance. I don't know if that's The moth is mean. the most confusing fucking thing. <laughs> most, it makes zero sense. Um, anyway, so Ghidorah basically represents the void or non-existence, mm. right? Uh, I don't, I mean, it's, it's basically something in another dimension, and then the, the, Exif summon it, and then yeah. it consumes the world once the, Godzilla shows yeah, up. It, the, it eats I, Godzillas. The idea is like every society will advance and advance and advance until they reach their peak. Yep. And then at that point, they will be consumed by Ghidorah. No, then they advance to their peak, and um, then Godzilla shows up. I thought the idea was and that... And then Ghidorah comes and eats I Godzilla. I thought the idea was that Godzilla represented the peak of human society because Godzilla was created by nuclear testing. That's why the show that like little thing of E equals MC squared because yeah. I left a nuclear bomb. Okay, so I guess it isn't clear is it they don't always create a Godzilla, but you create a, a monster. You, some sort of destructive Maybe beast. that's what the monsters from earlier were about. For, in the planet or from? On, on the number one episode where they're like, all these, I mean, but that's all on Earth. I don't know. It's Godzilla. Each monster was a different math department at a different <laughs> university of different size and funding, depending on their trust. And Godzilla was uh, MIT. Oh, uh, which one was the Loch Ness monster? <laughs> well, given that it was a, a toy submarine with a plastic head on it, I'm going to say um, uh, I don't want to shit out of school now. But <laughs> okay, so your uni- your school, what monster would they have created? Uh, University of Wisconsin. Um, uh, it's it was it's a top ten research university, like the bottom of the top ten. So. Um, I would say maybe just one of those little flappy dragons that looks menacing, but when you're it's next to Godzilla, you're like, oh well, you know, it's still a public school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, 
Like it doesn't even really measure up to like Berkeley, but and, but it does have alcoholism. <laughs> I don't know a respectable grad to school that does not. Uh, so yeah, so the ask me what kind of monster my school. Oh created. yeah, what, what kind of monster? Well, San Jose State is known for its engineering department, so every douche who idolizes Elon Musk. <laughs> so the Bella Sudo, yeah, Becca, yeah, Becca yeah, Bill, there you go. Yeah, there we go. Uh, okay, so the 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 three little heads come out of the singularities, and they yeah. basically surround the um the mothership. Yeah, the, the it's a really are. weird sequence. So it kind of comes out at two, almost three points. One is after they do their little ritual mm-hmm. in their cave with oh, uh, yeah. Metfees, the um White cult Jesus. leader. Well, I thought Hadrilo was the Jesus. He's the Jesus figure, but he's not all super Christian like yeah. this guy. I don't know. White I thought, guy. I thought tall white I thought we called him this earlier. Let's I've, I've been trying a, to keep it. white Jesus. <laughs> um, he hands them all soup. Not human head soup. No. Forge. And then after that, <laughs> Ghidorah, a shadow comes out. And as the shadow passes them, their body parts fall off. Like a lightsaber. Yeah. And we never see this used ever again. Uh, nope. But it, it presumably little little Ghidorahs come out and kill all the little people. But then in the sky, big Ghidorahs come out and bend time and space and yes. energy around the, uh, yes. the, the so boat. So the second time we see Ghidorahs outer space with our home ship. Yeah. And they're freaking the fuck out because they're like, we already had an issue with our engine room being like taken over. And they're trying... This is one of my favorite parts of the movie. Yeah. Because the, um, on the bridge, the like tech people are trying to figure out what's going on. It's like... I don't know. We just keep on getting timeout errors. Yeah, runtime error. There was a lot of like dumb tech jargon thrown in here, and so many readings. And Honestly, sensors. if you're gonna have your dumb tech jargon, I love it. Just be like, we got error error four hundred four. We got blue screens. <laughs> Shit. Wait, let me unplug and plug it back in. And and yeah, it was it was an awkward dialogue of just like the engineers being like, I, these readings don't make sense, and then the, the management just yelling back, "You need to do better reading those things that don't make sense." And it's like, what's the point of this conversation? Just to show that management is stupid, and yeah, <laughs> which I, I mean, agree with. But I don't know. I mean, I think if you are in that position and that's your job, that's probably what has to happen to you 24 hours yeah. the whole time you're there. It's a, it's a more accurate portrayal of what Star Trek would be like, whereas Captain yeah. Kirk is just like, like suck keep my reading. dick, <laughs> shields up. Uh, they did almost say the um, we're already deadline. It was like <gasps> that's once, right! Because they, they kept getting sensors in the future where they didn't exist. Like, Are we already dead? <laughs> Oh, I love that. To the audience, I, when I said already dead, I turned my head around to any camera that might be around. <laughs> I mean, there's two in the room, but they're both off. Okay, so at oh, this point, we're 43 minutes yeah. in. Godzilla, cut back. Godzilla's second eye opens. So we've now got 10 seconds yeah. of Godzilla. Godzilla but, knows something. And he's he's not a sleepy boy no more. He's just tired. Yeah, he's tired. He doesn't really want to get out of bed, but he knows, you know, he has to. Uh-oh, Third Ghidorah sighting. Yeah. Another th- set of three heads comes and he starts chopping on him. Yeah. Chopping on a little boy. And Godzilla tries to shoot it, but the the shin- it curves. Yeah. The beam curves. It, it, it bends it, it like Beckham. It can't be. It's not physical. He can't physically touch it, but it can hurt him physically. Mmm. Mm. This is when Haruo tries to confront Metfi's white Jesus. Yeah. The one of the the um. Moth girls are like, hey, the other moth girl's in trouble. Yeah. Let's go up to the mountain and save Oh, him. this is after the second moth girl also tries to fuck him. <laughs> okay. And, Just uh, want to clarify where we're going with our representation of women. We had one dead. 
for what we got Elon Musk. Yeah, the other two are so ready. They're <laughs> like almost in uh, uh, straddled. What do they call it when you're at the gynecologist? Uh, <laughs> why the hell would <laughs> I know that? I'm just going to wait for him to chime in. <laughs> Okay, so the um, white Jesus puts his like little favorite lucky coin in his mm-hmm. eyeball, yeah. and now he gets eye coin. Uh, this is the god coin that gives him creepy eye. And he starts messing... Is this his millennium eye? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, <Bad> reference. It, <laughs> we start giving flashbacks of Haro, and basically he's very like nightmarishly yeah. inserting him back into his memories, so where his dad and, would be, it would be him. And, and Metfi's, his whole thing is like, life is pain and suffering... The end of that is nothingness, a.k.a. being dead. Yeah. So to achieve that, to defeat Godzilla, you I didn't get the whole, how this was going to help him defeat Godzilla. by di- The idea is he needs to die and make everyone else die, right? Yeah, so what they said was, we figured out math. And math says <laughs> that the, the universe, I, this is literally what he <gasps> we said. We figured out math. That <laughs> is what he said, basically. I'm condensing a little bit, but... They figured out math, and math said that the universe was, there was an end to it. It wasn't limitless. So the universe is going to be over, right? So then they said, okay, it doesn't make sense to resist that, but rather to accept it and to have it happen as peacefully and as good as possible. And through this, they use Gamora to go around to worlds, advance them to the point of Godzilla's, and then Gamora them down and kill them. Yes. Um, And so, again, I don't know what with the, the nightmare fuel and the boy that's angry and all this religious crap, but this is how they do it. Uh, I have ever written here when he's when he's trying to convince Haro that he's he's been helping him this whole time. Yeah. Um, since he was a little boy, uh, they flash back to him first getting on the ship and they're like being rationed like yeah. shitty f- food. He gives him the meat box, which is <laughs> some white box that says meat on meat. it. <laughs> Give him that meat. Uh, and then uh, he was the one responsible for killing the old people because he could think about it now that there was, he planted like a bomb on mm-hmm. the thing and he remembers seeing that now. Um, yes. And then uh, the Mothra comes to to invade and to free break oh, him from the spell. So I'm trying to figure. out. They were flashbacking. They flashback to like World War, pre World War II Germany, where that's where we get the shot of E equals MC square. Yeah. And then we're in an old timey plane. I think which, it's, it's Hiroshima, right? I, yeah, it must have been. And then uh, and then the moth comes and hits yeah, him, and that's like breaks um, him out. The blonde science buddy who's honestly just been exposition man. Yeah, who, I don't even. Yeah. And when the Moth Girls wakes up Mothra's egg and Mothra dream jumps. Yep. And does it stop Hiroshima from getting bombed? No, I think it just breaks him out of the dream state and it lets him overpower the okay. the elf man. Okay. Uh, and so that's, I thought, I thought for sure we were going to have Godzilla is like the human creature. Uh, Mecha Godzilla is the Blasudo. Uh, Gamora is the the Exif. Mm-hmm. And then, as they were fighting, the two Moth girls were going to summon Mothra, and, and that was going to be the ending. The peace. But instead, she touches one of them, touches an egg, and then he sees a moth in his dream and wakes up, and that's the end of Mothra. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, so that he destroys. He basically beats Metfi's. Metfi's is dead. Yes. he deaded. 
so Ghidorah, he no longer has like a he was controlling a conduit. Him. Yeah. Oh right, because Ghidorah was not quite of this plane, and so he yeah, was he had his to have like to... a uh, a satellite, I guess. Yeah. To tune in to Ghidorah Channel Live. He had a it, it was a not an RSS feed, uh, a proxy server. Yes. To ping off of so that he could steal the music that is Godzilla. Exactly. Uh, chubby boy. So now Godzilla just shooty shoots the little guys down. Yeah, and then he can go back to sleeping. And I like that we don't kill Godzilla. He just got so on. Yeah, he's just honestly he's so chill right now. Ooh, leave Godzilla alone. <laughs> yeah, I mean the native people live there for fine. They were fine, yeah. right? And so after that, that's kind of the um, uh, uh, the sequence we get. They they show them all putting down their guns, <laughs> and time passes. Soil gets on them and flowers grow over them. They didn't bury them. They just put them on top of the ground. And yeah. then sedimentary rock starts to yeah. form. So it must have been like a while. Um, Haruo knocks up one of the moth girls, yeah. I guess. Uh, so, yep. Sure, why not? First strike. Yeah. And then, uh-oh, his friendo finds the old vulture. Yeah, the um, the old mecha. And he's like, we can use, I use some of the robo cells from your eggs dead girlfriend <laughs> who we keep at a shrine yep and we put that in the robot and now it can go again so now we can make society again yeah and how do was like this not this shit again <laughs> so then he does the only logical thing yep for an expecting father to do <laughs> abandon his wife and child yep take his ex-girlfriend's body uh <laughs> tell his his was it the pregnant wife or the one who's not pregnant? I don't remember. One of them. Whoever wasn't just busy. Just like, I got business. <laughs> Look, I'm a destructive person. You shouldn't be around me. <laughs> or something. It takes goes in the robot and just flies at Godzilla until he gets Godzilla raid. Yep. Again. Uh, well, not quite. It's oh, thin. yeah. Because after the credits, um, we... we Go to the uh, moth people. They're having like a little ceremony. The the kitties are talking about what they're afraid of, and they're just like putting it over a fire. I guess the idea is like you know, be afraid of things, but let it go. Yeah. But then they're praising what they call the god of wrath, and it looks like his mecca. Right? Is that was this supposed to be a? Uh, uh, was that called something cargo? Where like you start worshiping things you don't understand? Uh, I got. I don't know this concept. Yeah, so like um like a World War II plane would crash in, in like the Pacific Islands and it would like an indigenous people would live oh. there and they weren't part of the war. But then uh forty years later, someone from modern Japan or America would show up and be like, Hey, what's everybody doing? And they had like built shrines to like a propeller. Cause it, from them point of view, it was like this crazy ass advanced I thing. Kind of get it. It's like yeah. you, you find some cool shit, like, damn dog, let's make something out of it. <laughs> community art yes it's community art uh so it's kind of an ominous ending of it the cycle is going to repeat yeah that was kind of the inevitability I, but right they didn't and show time the is on our side so that society's technology get, they seem to play a lot of the burden for this on technology yeah but i mean i think that kind of ending is like the seeds have been planted and it will just take hundreds yeah. of millions of years and or whatever I mean that was that was his that was Jesus's final words. It was time is on my side. Like you can't actually stop this. And that's was that Jesus's final words. Yeah, because he's like, even though I'm losing right now, like it's just going to happen again. I don't know You're going to create another guy. I thought it, was, it and... is finished. Oh, yeah, I don't remember. Okay, I, don't know. Correct I mean, I thought this was the whole point of the Godzilla thing was we advanced to the point of self destruction and that it's a cycle that yeah. just keeps happening. 
it, it's a Godzilla movie with two minutes of Godzilla in it. I don't, I don't know what I'm yeah, supposed to be doing. Yeah, I don't here, know. Where, <laughs> this was the world's shittiest Evangelion. You know what that was? <laughs> uh, the first one had the most Godzilla battle sequences in yeah, it. The yeah. second one had some semblance of a, a sci-fi plot or story, like an episode of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. And this one was a bunch of platitudes and, and faces and, and, and underaged women. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and one part that was kind of freaky-deaky. Yeah. I love that soup bit. I love that soup, the head soup. This is horrible. Yeah, no, don't watch this. I don't know. I, I mean, it's like, the thing is, I think the other ones that... For me, they had parts where they, it was so bad, it was, like, kind of funny. Yeah. We had, I think, the most fun making fun of the first one. Yeah. And the second one was like, oh, it's doing I something. Mean, they, that second one actually got somewhere. I was hoping this would, like, be good. It would just keep getting better, right? They're building no. towards something. No. And it's, uh, that nosedive. Oh, things don't just keep getting better. <laughs> Maybe that's the cycle, is that they had to tear it all down. <laughs> I guess you're right. Well, that's been anime. <laughs> Uh, now it's time for everyone's fan, the fan favorite section in that this is the part where we talk about our favorite fans, all of you. Yay. Fan corner. Fan corner. Fan, fan corner. Fan corner. Fan, fan corner. Fan corner. Fan corner. Fan corner. Fan corner. I got so close. Cody's who's listening to us now. It's me, Fanny, the fan corner parrot. Previously mentioned... Thanks, Fanny. Right, you're welcome. They had a Terry for me. Right, we're not on speaking terms. Oh, you'll get there. Right, I'd rather not go into it. <laughs> uh, top listening to City. Oh, maybe. Ramona, California. Where's that? Ramona, California. SoCal. It's San Diego. SoCal. It's a suburb of San Diego. Oh. We'll be going there in a month. No, three weeks. Shit, dog. Our annual... Come see us. ...trek to the San Diego Improv Festival. Yeah, come, come see us at uh, San Diego Improv Festival. We will be performing with the AIT Players, American Improv Theater Players. Mm-hmm. Sunday uh, night. Yes, at what tomb, what team, what time? Uh, I don't remember, but it's downtown. Sunday night, probably one of two. Look at who's playing when. American Improv Theater, AIT players. You might recognize some mostly cropped out faces in our team photo <laughs> from the anime drawn faces on our webpage. Yes. If you can do that math, then by God, you, got you, that. you found us. <laughs> the great thing about this is that there will be other improv teams. So if you don't actually like us in person, yeah. we won't be the only thing you're saying. Roll those dice. Yeah. And then I'll go to the zoo. They have a big zoo. <gasps> yes. You I, probably haven't been to the zoo in forever because you probably live in the area and you don't do the tourist stuff as much. <laughs> But maybe every time family comes around, yeah, you know. it's usually when you end up at the zoo, right? So maybe it happens quite often. You know, I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. Last year we went on a boat. Oh <gasps> yes, that was fun. I don't know what we're going to do this year. Oh yeah, we have a lot more days this time. Yeah, usually- actually, Amy and I are going to go see uh, Jurassic Park screening where there's a live orchestra playing the Jurassic Park music. Fuck. At least five minutes of that will be spectacular. Fuck. <laughs> You're invited too. We didn't get tickets for everyone, so oh, okay. Availability. I don't know. I'd like to go. Okay. We Mostly because I don't know what the fuck to do with the whole day I'll have down there. <laughs> I don't even remember what day that is, but probably Saturday. This is going to be, that sounds like another future installment of Get High and Do Fancy Things. <laughs> we vacation well. Yeah. Ramona, Ramona Flowers, did you like Scott Pilgrim versus the world? Or the, bo- the first of the world. I think that's the first one, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
did you read the comics ever nah i like the movie i've been meaning to rewatch that movie because really? I, I think it holds up but i don't remember i think it holds up as fun yeah i always it was the kind of thing to me where it's like i it was felt very cool at the time i don't yeah. know if it holds up as cool as much yeah it's definitely like 20s boy indulgent yeah so the further away you get from that in age gender responsibility level just anything the more or less it's gonna like not resonate with I, you right i think in the movie in the thing he dates a 16 year old yeah i think he's 20 and i think his girlfriend yeah. is like 16 i saw that when i was a teenager and i was like that's whatever because yeah. i was thinking it like a teenager would right and then you look back and you're like those are two farther, very different people yeah the farther away i get from it i'm like uh, four years is a lot so it comes less and less endearing a character trait every year <laughs> to be fair he's supposed to be an asshole and they yeah. don't get together but yeah. that is not the way you love to make your main character i think portray that you want to make your character an asshole that's like reasonable yeah you know it, it wouldn't have been that hard for her to be 18 him to be 19 right <gasps> yeah they could have been exactly the same or like 18 and 20 sure that i still feel like you're way better yeah, it's legal, but you still get the sense like you're a dick. <laughs> like you're like you could be doing more with people who are it's yeah. still a very different age. Yeah, it is, for sure. 18 and anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you disagree with us on the politics of age dating, please write us in animefrenchbar.com, facebook.com uh, slash animefrenchbar. Yeah. We would love to hear about it. Tell us about your day. Tell us about um what's the one thing you've always wished you did with your life. Literally, tell us anything. Please tell us what to do in San Diego. We've only Fuck done yeah. a couple things. We oh could use God. practical advice. I, I I made everyone go to Balboa Park with me last time. Oh yeah, yeah. That um, place there's cool. so much more to that park, though. Oh yeah, we were like racing through it. Yeah, we got distracted by a public display of crowd work, uh, and then ran through the art museum. <laughs> Which one was that? There was just like a big gathering of people, and we were like, "Oh, these are street entertainers." And after like five minutes, we we're like, "Oh, this is probably just a scam." Yeah. And we just got out of there. <laughs> Yeah. Um, stay safe. Stay protect, <laughs> protect your neck. That's why I guess said. We love you. Take care of yourself. Hatred makes you a hero, apparently. Apparently. Uh, except the light of Jesus. And goodbye, Jojo. May all your armor be dusty. <laughs> <gasps> goodbye, Jojo. Bye. everyone want to thank you so much for listening and also really quickly want to credit kevin mcleod for our music delightful d i hope it was delightful everyone also if we're so lucky as to have this on itunes please rate and review i assume you listen to other podcasts so you should know it helps a lot and if you don't it helps a lot i love you so much <laughs>